welcome to the Relationship Recovery Podcast, hosted by Jessica Knight, a certified life coach who specializes in narcissistic and emotional abuse. This podcast is intended to help you identify manipulative and abusive behavior, set boundaries with yourself and others, and heal the relationship with yourself so you can learn to love in a healthy way. Hello, and thank you for being here with me today. For whatever reason, I've been getting a lot of clarity calls recently, you know, for people that are seeking either narcissistic abuse support or emotional abuse support. But I would say that it's probably more 90% narcissistic abuse support. And one of the things that, you know, almost every person will say is like, I feel so stupid. I can't break free from this. I don't know why I get so wrapped up. I'm so exhausted. I'm constantly thinking about it. I just don't understand why. And I always tell them that it's because you're trauma bonded to them because the experiences that you've had in your life and the constant cycle of reconciliation, abuse, calm that happens in these dynamics is what is causing you to be trauma bonded to the person. And when you're in a trauma bond and in the trauma part of our brain, logic does not exist. And so trauma bonding is one of my favorite topics to touch on because it is a universal experience for a lot of us that deal with emotional and narcissistic abuse. And if you're looking for a deeper, more descriptive podcast on that topic, I recommend going back to one of my first episodes when I'm walk you through what a trauma bond is. And today I want to touch on how we actually begin to break that trauma bond. There are a few actionable steps that you can take to finally begin to break trauma bonds. And this is something that I work with a lot of clients on. It also is something that is extremely painful and hard. And so if you feel like you're having a really hard time with this or that it's completely impossible for you, just know that you're not alone. You are really, really, really not alone. The first step, honestly, is recognizing that you're in a trauma bond. That's really it, is to be able to name and say that I am trauma bonded to this person, which means that you may stop saying, I'm so in love with this person. I'm so attached to this person, but instead I'm trauma bonded to them that there's something outside of me that's bringing me into this relationship. Once you realize that you're in that cycle, it can feel a bit like a wake-up call, almost like you're stepping like outside of your experience for the first time. The second step is to begin to understand what's real and what's not. A lot of people don't really understand what that means, like what is real and what is not. And what I mean by that is that when you are in this cycle, a lot of things are happening that are not facts. They're not based in reality. The narcissist will do a series of things to be able to maintain the most important thing to them, which is control. So they'll manipulate facts. You know, they'll knock you out of your sense of reality just to keep that control. And one of the most important things is that you will hopefully begin to understand where you're being manipulated and where you're being gaslit instead of allowing yourself to be manipulated and gaslit. One of my favorite examples of this is when I 
was in a relationship with somebody who I would call emotionally abusive, and he definitely had narcissistic tendencies. And we had plans to go to something called a yappy hour, yappier hour. And it was basically a happy hour where you can bring your dog. And we had gotten a dog a few months before. And I said, you know, let's, um, you know, and he really wanted to go. That was something that he named that he wanted to do. And he basically asked me to like take a Monday night off so that we could do that and just meet other people. And, you know, like him and I were, I think, struggling to be in alignment around the dog regardless. So we thought that this could help. And so I had, I think I moved like a few days before I took the whole day off, which was really nice for me to be able to just unpack and settle. And my child was at camp that day. And then, you know, I picked her up, got her settled with the babysitter and like texted him saying, I'm on my way. And the truth be told, like I usually spend a lot of my day talking to people. I really didn't spend like any of that day talking at all. So I was like in a different headspace and then I get stuck in tons of traffic. And so he didn't actually respond to me when I was on my way. And usually he does. He'll say, okay. Um, and since I got stuck in so much traffic, it took me about an hour to go a distance that should really take about 25 minutes. And when I got there, he still hadn't responded. And I remember he had like a golf event for work that day. So I almost assumed like, okay, maybe he's on the phone with work. Maybe something popped up, you know, that he had a handle when he got back. You know, I'm not thinking anything bad or wrong or that he's mad at me or anything. I park the car, I walk over. I actually have the dog at this point and I, you know, I open the door and he's asleep and like passed out. And it like, looks like he, you know, put him, like put himself to sleep. Like it was a choice. And I just was, I was like, all right, don't get mad. Don't get mad. And I let the dive release the dog to go over and wake him up. Walking in on him asleep wasn't something that was typical in our relationship. I mean, I don't know that that ever happened, but I guess I felt like I did a lot to get there and now it's going to take him a bit more to be ready. And I just kind of have to be patient because I'm walking on eggshells, you know, like I know where this could go. So I'm walking on eggshells and I had been doing a lot of work on separating myself from the trauma bonded aspects of this relationship and trying to see what was actually real. So am I just being gaslit all the time and manipulated or am I in a relationship with somebody who actually cares about me? It didn't take very long for him to be hyper-focused on the fact that I looked mad. That's what he kept saying. You look mad. And I said over and over again, I'm not like, I'm not mad. Like, yeah, I'm a little surprised and maybe a little annoyed, but I just sat in an hour's worth of traffic. It took me a long time to park. And truth be told, I haven't really talked to a human being today because I've been like cleaning and unpacking and getting things sorted. So I'm not mad. I'm just like quiet. I'm kind of in my own head. And I sat down and started to respond to emails so he could shower and, you know, give him some space to kind of get ready. I knew he most likely felt guilty. So I just wanted to let it be. And we never made it to that event because what ensued after that was that I was blamed the entire time that he was now in a bad mood because I looked mad. There was no words that I could say to tell him that I wasn't mad. And even when he was like so hyper-focused on me and I pointed that out, I'm like, I don't know why you're not in the shower. And instead you're so like, you're yelling at me. It was, you know, you're never okay. Why is it such an issue that you got stuck in track? All this stuff. And I was like, all right, like 
I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Six months before, I probably would have wondered why I looked mad or if I looked mad or how I need to change my face or my facial expressions so that he didn't accuse me of something. In this scenario, I was able to see what's real or not. What was real is he fell asleep. He felt guilty. He couldn't handle that feeling, projected it onto me, and it escalated into a fight so that nobody felt good. And when I left that night, that was absolutely like one of the last, really the beginning. The beginning of the end happened months before, but this was like the beginning of the real end because the relationship ended within a week. I was so close to what was actually happening and able to see it and name it and not get emotionally activated and defensive. It's important for you to know that wherever you are in your journey, the narcissist will always do what they can do to manipulate or gaslight you into submitting to them. And you can't let them win. And when you're able to recognize what's real and what's not, they don't. Every single time that you feel in your gut, you have to try and trust it. You may feel like, no, this isn't me. Trust it. That feeling in your gut is a sign to check in with yourself about what's really true in this situation. And you are capable of recognizing what's real, what's true, and what's not. And I work with my clients a lot on getting to that reality with them, getting underneath the surface. And in doing this, you can gain your power back from the narcissist. It doesn't matter what techniques they use to manipulate you because you have proof of reality. And honestly, they've already lost the only thing that they desire at this point, which is control. So they're likely going to act out even more. And the last step I want to touch on today is about community. And it is so important to find support from others who have been through similar situations. I do believe that I am good at what I do because I have been exactly where you are. And I know for many that narcissistic abuse and emotional abuse is often a secret because people are shameful and they're fearful of consequences, such as losing custody of children or being shunned by family members or even friends. And you're likely not able to talk about it with many people who understand because they may even defend the abuser. But there are online communities and there are coaches that will support you in your journey. And if you're looking for support, there's a few things that you can do. You can reach out to me at jessica at jessicanightcoaching.com. I'm in the process of building a private Facebook group for my members. Once that group is live, I'm not going to share the link because it will be private, but I will tell you how to contact me for it. I hope to have that by the time of our next podcast. And if you are feeling lost and confused right now and need support today, I want to recommend a podcast that really helped me. It's called Love and Abuse by Paul Cagliotti. He also has a private Facebook group. I recommend going and checking that out and seeing how some of his episodes may help you understand where you are right now. And if you would like to set up a call with me, you can head over to my website right now. I'm booking into August, but if you have an immediate need, just feel free to email me, jessica at jessicanightcoaching.com. Thank you for listening and I will talk to you soon.